Welcome to the first episode of the Power and Shine podcast hosted by the Youth Legacy Foundation. My name is Bridget Sillyander and I'm the director of the Youth Legacy Foundation. And I just got this podcast started just today. And so we are ready to roll with a new guest, our first guest, Rihanna Young. First, I'll introduce myself a little bit. I am a longtime advocate in the community and a lot of my work has focused around grassroots organizing, nonprofit development, and I'm also a writer. And currently I'm in graduate school. That noise is really loud. <laughs> We're having some sound issues that hopefully we'll figure out. We've tried this a couple times. Not exactly sure if it's the app or if we need to be doing something on our end, but Anyway, I am currently a graduate student at the University of Minnesota studying public affairs, and I wanted to, as a part of my leadership work, launch this podcast, and what I really enjoy is hearing other people's stories and connecting with folks out in the community and learning from each other, and also connecting people with opportunities as a part of my YLF work. It actually started with my daughter, who is now 22, and I got her involved with a lot of the advocacy work that I was doing, and I noticed that she was starting to develop some leadership skills, so I thought it would be cool to create an organization to make some of those things more possible for other young people. So that's how I got involved with this, and I'm sure we'll learn more about each other as we go along. Now I'd like to introduce and welcome my friend, Brianna. Thanks, Brianna, for coming on today for the first show and for helping put this all together. No problem. My name is Brianna Young, and I am a recent graduate, and I have worked with a nonprofit for about five years, and I've been doing a lot of advocacy work. Um, I am actually involved in very much of the community, even doing the NAMI walk I've done for five years, and I enjoy doing advocacy work from going to the Capitol um, to just getting on the community, letting people because you are different doesn't mean that you can't have a future. Exactly. Well, I'm so glad that you're on the show and that you've been helping me with this project and with so many other projects. And maybe you want to share a little bit about what you studied in college too, because I think that relates to what we're doing. In college, um, I have an AAS degree in graphic design, and I also just finished doing a BA in communication. So kind of getting to know how to connect to people, connect to using my own di disability, and fit figuring out what do I want to do in life, and making sure that I'm not letting anything get in my way, even with my disability and hearing everything that people are talking about with the negativity of disabilities. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm also disabled and I have several disabilities, being autistic with mental health disabilities. And I have some health issues and my daughter is also disabled. So she has a physical disability and walks with a crutch. It's pink. <laughs> and yeah, so basically I'm all about disability acceptance and creating space for individuals to contribute to the disability narrative, challenging barriers, 
dealing with ableism and basically trying to build more community for us and more appreciation for diversity. So I do that kind of as a lifestyle, <laughs> but I, I mean, I do it like officially in my work as a job counselor. I work with people with disabilities on their job searches and just like all the way around trying to figure out like, where do you want to go in your life? So how, how can I support you to get there and kind of take those steps? So yeah, I'm definitely going to be always doing something related to disability. So um, now with the coronavirus situation, now isolation is really not anything new related to disability because Maybe you could talk about that a little bit too, Brianna, like just all the different barriers to even just getting out the door and not finding that there's really a lot of inclusion out there and there's just like a lot of different barriers. Yeah, there's been a lot of different barriers with this coronavirus going on. Um, it's been a struggle. Um, I've struggled myself with even not being able to go to support groups from being not able to see friends, which um, which has really helped me before with my disability because I need interaction and not being able to interact has been a tough tri tri trial and error. But I've been able to do FaceTime. I've been able to use my iPhone to um, do a eight-way chat, <laughs> still being able to see my friends while not being able to have that interaction. But we've connected by messenger, by iPhones, by connection. And we even came up with making our own music video. <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> an eight-way chat, like on Facebook? Yes. Or how did you do that? We did an eight-way chat. We made a group, and we have an eight-person chat, and we just decided to make our own music video by using our messenger, and we made a group. Our group is called Ask the Social Group. And we invite, we are very inclusive and we invite anybody and we decided we were just going to make a music video one day. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. I would love to see that. I'm not sure how you make a music video on Messenger, but I'm sure, yeah, maybe you can show me how to do that because <laughs> that, that would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I mean, with having shelter in place here in Minnesota and all the social distancing, like at first I was like, okay, well, that's kind of my life anyway. Like <laughs> I am more of a homebody. And so it didn't seem like it would be that hard, but not even having the choice to really go anywhere and kind of feeling stuck. And also just the weight of all these decisions that you make, like everything you do feels like it's such an intense decision, like washing your hands constantly and, you know, stay six feet away from everyone and, you know, just worrying about exposure and contamination 24 seven. I think that has really stressed people out. Like I've been hearing people online talking about just how overwhelmed they are. They don't feel like they're functioning very well. I know for myself, my executive function is very ramped up. Like, I can't concentrate. And I've been pretty depressed. So, like, 
hopefully doing something like this and like some of the things that you talk about, Brianna, like are ways for people to still feel like they have a community to get through this. And even if you, if you're not even able to see each other, even just a check-in, even with somebody just checking in and saying, how's your day going? Or showing them a funny video can really be uplifting. I've That's what I've been doing because I'm so used to interacting to the point where I just don't know what to do. And so I've gotten to the point where I've been interacting, like if it means calling somebody and saying, hey, how's it going? Because I know that with my friends, I have people who are really struggling with this. So it's been very comforting to know that I can talk to somebody, even if it's not being able to interact. But just like every day doing a Facebook chat with eight people has really helped. And knowing that I'm not alone, <laughs> that this has been going, this will be going on for, you know, a while. But knowing that I still have friends and I can still talk to them or family members or even doing FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so even, yeah, like little things like my neighbor texted me some really pretty pictures of the sunset over the lake. And I'm like, wow, you know, that just made me feel a little more hopeful. And like just sitting there watching my cat, like sit in the window and enjoy the sun is something that I'm like, that just makes me feel a little bit better. It's like, you know, a little Zen moment in the middle of all of this. So we were also talking though, like about information because there's so much information going out constantly. And I think that can really stress people out and it's good to take a break from your social media and just getting disconnected or unplugged from the news and stuff. But you were looking up some information about kind of financial resources for people. So one of the resource, um, resources I found is called the stimulus bill. Um, it is allowing for people who cannot go back to work to be able to gain their, their amount of money they make, um, which has been very interesting because the government has not told us anything about it. It has been hidden under a rock. Um, the, with the stimulus bill, you all you need to do is have shown that you had um, claimed your taxes in 2018 and 19 if you need if you didn't do 2018 and it allows you to get as much money as you can um, because you can't work so like for me I'm out of work for two weeks due to my medical health um, I'm going to start claiming the stimulus bill it allows you to at least be able to make some money um, to have the resources being that you can't work yeah, that's great. And because we're both high risk, so we have to work remotely. We can't be out there because it's really dangerous for us. And for a lot of people, there are so many different reasons that someone could be high risk. And it's not just having lung issues like, okay, I have pretty significant asthma. But there's other things like heart issues or other health issues. So we just have to be extra careful and kind of just know how to take care of ourselves and let our community take care of us as well. So where would people go to find out more information about that? Do you have to actually apply or is it like an automatic payment? Um, you have to apply online uh, with unemployment. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not unemployed. Um, you still have a job, but you, with this unemployment check, 
this will help you pay for anything from paying your bills to paying for food to paying for your apartment. So what you do is you go online to the government website and you apply online. Um, and it might take a couple of days because they're now doing it where it depends on the end of your social security of how you apply. Um, today, it is zero through three. Tomorrow, it's four through six. And at, and Wednesday, it is seven through nine. What do those numbers mean? Um, they are trying to make it um, so that each group, they're not feeling overwhelmed because there are millions of people in the world that are applying for it because they have either some health stipulation that allows, won't allow them to go outside. So they want to break it down to make sure that everybody can um, sign up for the stimulus bill um, and that they don't feel overwhelmed because, they're, like I said, there are millions of people signing up for this throughout the nation. Okay, so basically you would apply through unemployment, yes. right? Because you can also apply for just unemployment. Is that unemployment people are applying for? It is. Coming through the stimulus bill? Yes, they're applying for the stimulus bill. Um, but this is a little bit different now that we've never been dealt with, like with this virus. This is just a new virus that has we've never dealt with. So now they're making new government rules. Um, that even if you are employed, you can get this bit, you can get this money until you can go back to work. Okay, well, good to know. And so then I would just encourage people to go check it out online, Google stimulus bill, coronavirus, stimulus, um, legislation, unemployment. I know I actually applied for unemployment because I don't know what's going to happen with my job since I work with people and out in the community and considering I have to work remotely that, that really reduces a lot of activities I can do so I'm usually out and about with people doing all these different activities and there's only so much I can do virtually with people and so I think maybe just in case check it out so if you need it then you kind of know like where to go to get started so I think that's really helpful because we're in a situation now where a lot of people haven't been able to work. A lot of businesses are shut down. And so we need to figure out like how to, you know, have some access to resources. It's not like we're just sitting home like, yay, I'm on vacation. <laughs> it's pretty stressful. And people are worrying about how they're going to be able to eat next week. So not to scare people, but, you know, there are things happening and there's a lot of effort in the community to put resources together. So there are groups out there where you can, you can join them and people are sharing resources. Some people want to do that. Some people don't. It's available. I think social media actually has been the best place where I've found good information. Yeah, I've been um, watching my mom who uses Zoom. Um, they do every single day, they do different videos. Like today, they did a cat video. <laughs> just right, just the awesome. day. Like they've done songs, they've checked in through Zoom, and they've just kind of stayed in touch because, you know, w with everybody's mental health, this has really made it hard because you can't 
go see your therapist. You can't. But if you use Zoom, you are, you can see people and you can make fun of like cat videos or one person decided to do, <laughs> sing a song from from Sesame Street. <laughs> I love it. Actually, for a lot of my stuff, I've been using Zoom and I had never used it before because like I'm in grad school right now and normally I only have class two days a month because it's for a working adult. And we are coming, well, this weekend, I'll see how it goes. I'll report back, but we are doing a whole different setup. Normally, we're in person for two full days, but <clears throat> we've done some, um, we've jumped on a couple Zoom calls just so that we can stay connected with each other and, like, kind of keep each other uplifted. So that's been cool. Also, I've noticed a lot of people like my musician friends have been doing shows and a lot of places are offering free material like free live stream shows just free information online things like that so you might see some of that out there yeah um the places i've been looking they have done a lot of improv shows um, and a lot of the classes that I have been interested in, um, they're doing stuff online. So like NAMI has a lot of our classes online, so you can join Zoom and, you know, sign up for family to family. Or if you just need, you know, to check in and, you know, be able to have places now, they're having you do it by phone and keep in touch with people um, and know that, you know, you have resources and that you're not alone. Yeah, so if there's some organizations that you're involved with or you're interested in, I would check out their website and see what they might be offering for the time being because I have been seeing so many places just reaching out and offering free stuff, like free access to things and like, oh, you can download this app free for the, for the month of March. Um, well, we have like one more day left, <laughs> but... So I got a free fitness app. It's like you can work out at home if you can't get out. And yeah, so I think that's also something to think about that's available out there. I haven't used the app yet, but I have been trying to do home workouts. And my gym closed. So my favorite trainer, his name is Matt. He's been doing, he's been using this app called Mixer and he will do live stream workouts. And they're super fun. It's got the music. It almost feels like you're in class. I still feel like I kind of have that camaraderie because there's like a whole bunch of other people online at the same time. So we're improvising and adapting and trying to just all figure it out as we go. Yeah, for me, I've been using um, Messenger. Just a couple of days ago, me and my friends decided we were going to record um, music to Under Pressure by, by the band Queen with David Bowie and we just kind of put a video together and we had our guitarist and we had our singer and we just kind of put it together <laughs> just out of nowhere we were just like one day like oh let's just make a music video <laughs> that's fun <laughs> is it so is it something yes can I can actually share it through my Facebook and um, through the group I have which we just 
a bunch of us people who have autism we're just like let's just make a music video out of nowhere and it's just and it's been really is- fun because we have come up with so many different ideas like we have had a netflix party which you can sign up if you have netflix and you guys can watch all the same shows and then you can even chat and talk about the show that you just watched that is super fun you know that reminds me i've seen a lot of humor also and some people are comfortable with it some aren't it depends on the humor you know so it's complicated but one of my favorite ones that i just shared recently was like how okay there's advice now that you need to stay six feet away from each other but the scandinavians are like oh are you sure that's a little too close (laughs) and things like that and just like jokes that introverts are making and stuff i mean extroverts also i mean not to get into introvert versus extrovert but like just some examples of you know people are finding some humor in the situation everyone has a different taste for that but i've seen some things that i think are pretty funny so sometimes humor is a way a way of people i've even seen where people do like a video chat while they're walking outside. Um, my mom did one just a couple of days ago where they did a virtual walk where they were outside and they showed their cameras and they were showing the neighborhood of where they were walking um, just to keep it, you know, just keep exercise doing, you know, like a virtual walk, even though you can't have any contact with anybody, but just showing your neighborhood. If you've never been to anyone's neighborhood, just doing a virtual walk. <laughs> One thing that's cool is that I feel like a lot of people are personally, hey, let's, I mean, we're just kind of, I don't for some folks, more of an appreciation for just having those one-on-one connections, because usually we're just like so busy and running around. And I've also heard some disabled folks saying that they're not really happy with the way that some people are talking about isolation, like almost like um, like they don't get it because like if you're isolated because of your disability, it's not enjoyable. It's because of a lot of barriers and it's oppression and it's discrimination, like, you know, oh, this is great. I'm going to get my, like, I'm going to get caught up on this and that, which that's cool. Or, you know, me being not as social of a person, like, um, I'm autistic. So, I mean, I mean, there are a lot of outgoing autistic people, but for me, I have only so much energy for socializing and then I'm just done. But so I guess, disability experiences are complex for some people it feels like oh you think you're you're getting like a sample of what it's like to live like a disabled person but it's not at all what it's like it's kind of like you don't know what it's like to have a disability just because you like took a ride in a wheelchair you know those sort of things like those simulations it's not like a it's not really an accurate simulation of what it's like to live with that kind of isolation so I just appreciate all the dialogue because it has like sparked a lot of really interesting dialogue and 
I've been noticing for so my own I'm just self, been kind of like um, paying attention and absorbing that. that I've learned how to actually pick up a phone and not just play on my phone, but also have a communication, be able to communicate with people and communicate with some of the people that I have never really talked to and been able to sit down and actually have a conversation. Um, Cause now that everybody has cell phones, really communicates with everybody. But since we've been in this, I've kind of figured out, okay, I'm going to pick up the phone and check on someone and just talk to them, actually have a conversation. I've even been able to talk to my family who lives in Colorado and just get to hear their type of what's going on with being that they're in isolation also and just kind of talk to everybody and not feel like I'm rushed because, oh, we've got this, everything must be rushed and we can't do anything. Um, so it's been kind of very interesting for me to be able to use my communication skills and actually be able to pick up a phone and say, hey, what's going on? What's going on in life? And actually know that I'm not rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I had a conversation with someone. I was like, I've never talked to this person. It's a Facebook friend. And they called me and I was like, hey, I I feel like I just need to feel a little more closeness with people I think, just like, because the big we feel so I've separated from, from each other. To take so. things day by day and not let it disturb you. Um, even though like the news has been talking a lot about it, um, I feel like I had to step away from the news and kind of feel like what it, it means to actually be isolated. But then to know that I do have people who do care about me, if it means they call me or if I call them and I can have a conversation and not feel like I have to use technology all the time so that when this does let up, that I can still talk to them and say, you know, from this time to this time, we were able to have a good conversation. Let's pick up from where we left off on our media or on our social media or on our Facebook and be able to say, let's go and meet up and go do something out in the community. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really healthy to open up about our feelings and so many people have been very open and honest about what they're going through and their struggles related to this. And I want to say it's okay to not be okay. And we don't have to try to be positive all the time. And we don't have to be trying to be productive all the time. And like, there's already so much pressure on us just trying to navigate and cope and everything. So I feel like, I don't know if you've heard about the term toxic positivity, but it's basically like everything has to be like, there's this bias toward positivity where it doesn't really allow for space for all the other human emotions that we do go through, like kind of forcing people to kind of like fit within this one little set of emotions. Like that's just not even realistic. That's not how we are, and we don't have to try to make everything positive, and we can just be real. And we, we, a lot of us do feel more vulnerable, and like it is, 
it's, you know, something I feel like a lot of people have been reaching out and not everybody feels comfortable reaching out and that's fine. But like when you see other people reaching out and connecting to each other, maybe just to see that or like feel that energy. And knowing that you're not alone. It can alone. also be helpful um, just because you know, really okay, it's out there. I'm not alone. And I do have connections even with not being able to use my resources that I use like ILS and PCA, but I still had, you know, text messages sent. Um, if people haven't heard from me, it's, Hey, what's going on? And um, that's really been a, that's been kind of interesting to me because I've now seen people be more open than normal and kind of know where you're coming from. Um, that's something I really struggled with. It was also knowing to when to show your emotions and when to not, because in the autism, world you're told that if you show your emotions you're weak and that you're not you're not going to be successful and you're already being told that every single day of your life that you're not going to make these paths and when you get that label that label has really had a struggle from school to any type of work (laughs) There's a stigma and then people think of you as a stereotype and there's always like one thing that's a big problem is, well, all these, you know, interventions or approaches that try to like change you or fix you into being like someone without your disability. So, I mean, it's totally great to go to therapy, but I'm going to say right here, I do not approve of ABA therapy because autistic people, as, as a consensus, consider that to be torture. So I think we can teach people skills. We can try to make the world a more inclusive place. And that could be a whole other show. But we do not. I, okay, I'm going to speak for the show to say I slash we do not approve of anything that is about curing, fixing disability, treating it like it's broken or anything negative like that. It is part of diversity. And I think we need to focus on disability acceptance. Yeah, but being willing to reach out if you're getting to know each other better. That, that is disabled or whatever knowing that, you know, they're, if they're going through a hard time, maybe you reach out and you say, hey, let's meet up or let's, let's meet up and do something or get to know them and feel that, you know, not to be scared because they have a disability, but get to know that you might meet somebody new that you can learn so much information about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you really have to get to know people. That's it. We just have to get to know people. And, you know, I think getting to know lots of different people is a way that you can expand your own horizons. So, yeah, we should do a show on something like that. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. Well, we're just over a half hour. I feel like we shared some good info and you know, some maybe ideas for things that people could look into. I don't have 
all the information at my fingertips, but I've just kind of, I'm just kind of like passing along observations and yeah, hopefully, I mean, everybody is in such a different situation, but hopefully people feel like they have some sort of connection, some sort of support system. I know a lot of people don't, but hopefully sharing these messages will give a little bit of hope in this stressful situation. And yep, and keeping will keeping it positive, um, knowing that there trying is going to just be an create space for more dialogue. You're not alone. Yeah, as a community, we will. It it may not be perfect. It already has not been perfect. It's. It's going to continue to be kind of messy, but we have to keep advocating. And I think one of the best things we can do for ourselves is learn how to advocate for ourselves because nobody knows you better than yourself. So maybe I'll end on that note. Even as a 41-year-old, I'm still like advocating for myself is so necessary <clears throat> to make sure like to try to prevent people from you know, crossing my boundaries, taking away my power, or even changing to me to mask me, me I don't to, want to, to do something that I'm not. Um, I that feel like that a show. lot. <laughs> even now that oh. I've had this virus, I've been able to unmask myself to be the true self I am. Yes, that's real. I can relate to that. Yep. So here we are without any mask on. Real talk. And I really enjoyed yep. doing the show with you. And hopefully hopefully we can do a lot more. Yes. Because, <laughs> Brianna, we do stuff. Like we were saying before, we do stuff, right? <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. And that was our first episode. Let us know what you think. We're going to just keep doing this, and with practice, we'll keep learning. It's a craft. So we'd love your feedback. Feel free to share this. I don't know if you can like it. I'm not sure exactly um, how all of this technology works yet. Yep. But, Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. Follow Bye. us. Stay tuned. And we'll hopefully...